0: Welcome to the Veterans Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, with your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams.
1: Welcome to the Veterans Perspective. We are at the UP State Fair today, and this uh, audio is actually pre-recorded from the UP State Fair when we were there on august 19th we're so excited to talk about the up veteran of the year bill hager today and joining me to talk about some of that is craig salo and rachel Bortsky of the marquette county veterans affairs we're also going to be joined by Jason Zdenik, who is actually our veteran service officer in the UP. This is a show that you don't want to miss as, you know, it's really exciting to hear some of the innovative ways that uh, Marquette has been utilizing the County Veterans Service Fund grant to bring services to veterans, but also really exciting to talk about the UP Veteran of the Year, Bill Hager. Stay tuned with us as you don't want to miss this. So we'll be right back on The Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. You know, you know, we've been at the UP this week for the UP State Fair and the UP Veteran of the Year. And I want to I want to just talk about the UP Veteran of the Year. And and joining me is Jason Zdenik uh, from the MVAA. And he is actually one of our uh, folks who's up in the UP. And we'll be speaking with him a little bit more later about his role um, more in depth as a veteran service officer up there in the up but wanted to talk about bill hager and we were hoping to have bill on the show today um but unfortunately he has been in the hospital and so i i just ask that you all give him your well wishes and prayers for a speedy recovery as this this individual is and and seeing all the awards that he received and all the the love that people had for him was just extraordinary so uh welcome uh, to the show jason
2: Thank you, Director Adams, and and I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to join you and and uh, continue on in the discussion.
1: Awesome. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna first just kind of highlight uh, the UP Veteran mm-hmm. of the Year. Um, You know, in his absence. So, Mr. Bill Hager of National Mine was selected by the UP Veteran of the Year Committee and nominated by the Marquette County Veterans Alliance. He was honored during the UP State Fair. He served in the U.S. Navy from 1963 to 1967. In 1977, he joined the U.S. Army, serving from 1977 to 1993 with the 107th Engineers Active Guard Reserve, retiring as a highly decorated Master Sergeant, which is an E8. During his time in the military, he earned the Army Service Medal, National Defense Service Medal, two of them, Recruiter Badge, Armed Forces Expeditionary Medal, Vietnam Campaign Medal with uh, Devices, Vietnam Service Medal, two of those, Combat Action Medal, Meritorious Unit Citation, Army Reserve Component Achievement Medal, two of those, Uh, NCO Professional Development Ribbon, Ribbon, four of those, Army Good Conduct Medal, three of those, Navy Good Conduct Medal, Navy Efficiency Medal, Army Commendation Medal, five of those, Meritorious Service Medal, and Navy Expeditionary Medal. Whew, those are a lot of medals. <laughs> he holds lifetime memberships in the AMVETS, DAV, VFW, VVA, um, the uh, the uh, KI Sawyer NCO Club, Camp Grayling NCO Club, U.S. Army Sergeants, Major Academy Museum, National Guard, HHC 49s, and the Marquette County Veterans Alliance. He has just been doing exceptional work. He serves as a community member um, of the Lions Club, Marquette County Youth Coalition, Marquette County Volunteer Fire Department, Ladder Captain. Uh, he's on the board of Review, One Love Brigade, Nonprofit, Red Cross and Salvation Army Volunteer, Swim Coach, and Meet Referee Volunteer in Gwinn and Marquette County, and the Marquette County Fair Association. In addition, he volunteered at an amputee summit at the uh, Milwaukee VA, and does Santa duties at the Jacob Betty Home for Veterans. This man is exceptional. He spent he's spending two tours of duty in Vietnam. He uses experience to author a play that went into full production for four weeks at the Vista Theater in uh, Vietnam, highlighting the struggles of Vietnam veterans while in service and their return home providing hope and promise for veterans and families. He resides in national mind with his wife, Catherine and has two children, Will and Michelle Hager park, five stepchildren and eight grandchildren. So we want to thank Mr. Hager, um, give him applause for, for continuing to do work. And as an amputee, he's still out there uh, grinding, helping folks and, and a Vietnam veteran. And one of the things I learned is that he has diabetes, Jason. And, and, and so I wanted you just really quickly to highlight some of the the ways and and, and thought process with our Vietnam era veterans, especially because they weren't welcome home. How how they are open and 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 welcome to receive services.
2: Well, thank you, Director Adams. Absolutely, and 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 thank you to uh, the veteran of the year. It, it just just what a. Um um what 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 a resume um and and I mean i I started to get a little tired uh, just hearing all of the, the the different accolades and activities uh that that you had mentioned and uh, but, but to get back to our Vietnam veterans yeah, ab- absolutely we we, we we are definitely um <clears throat> open to and, and and really enjoy having that conversation with our our Vietnam veterans there you know the, the there are a lot of presumptive conditions there's a couple different categories and without getting into uh, the conversation too much there, there are several what are considered presumptive conditions that the VA has shown to be related to uh, service that uh, is in-country uh, in Vietnam, and 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 for some of our uh, Navy veterans uh, within 18 miles of the boundary uh, of, of of Vietnam, and and so if you meet certain qualifications, <clears throat> we look to have that conversation to see. Are are those <clears throat> particular conditions that are related uh, that are presumptively related to um, to military service? Uh, w- we would have the conversation to see if if there's a, a, a opportunity to. Uh, have that uh, have that application uh, submitted to the Department of Veterans Affairs, and, and, and so we, we do, what we would then do is look to to secure a certain documentation and, and continue on in that application process, and um, we, yeah, we we absolutely are, are, are more than happy and welcome to whether it's a VNI veteran, whether it's a, a veteran of a different era. Uh, we're, we're, again, we're we're here to have that 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 open and and, and uh, uh, certainly respectful conversation.
1: Yeah, I think that's really important. I'm so glad that you're going to be joining us uh, later on in the show to talk a little bit more about some of those uh, opportunities and how veterans can get connected. Um, you know, and I and I will say that, you know, one of the things that we did um, and we, we presented it to his uh, nephew, Paul, was to provide him with the Vietnam uh, comm- comm- commemoration Vietnam veteran commemoration lapel pin to thank him for his service and welcome home and I would say that if you're having a a local event or a a huge event potentially and you're honoring Vietnam uh, era veterans just give us a call at our one 800 Mishvet, and we can see if we can uh, potentially have a presentation for those Vietnam era veterans because it really is important that they remember that they serve too and we care about them and we are happy that they made it home so stick around with us we'll be right back on the Veterans Perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Sonetta Adams, the director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency, and we are on location at the UP State Fair. It's really exciting, so you will hear the hustle and the bustle, the sounds behind you. You might even hear someone cutting wood for some of the exciting things that are going on out here at the UP Fair. But today, I am actually joined by Craig Salo and Rachel Borski. I said that right, Rachel, right, Um, of the UP State Fair, and we're going to be talking today not only about the UP Veteran of the Year, but a little bit about their service and why they're passionate about what they do here. So welcome to the show, Craig and Rachel.
0: Thank you.
3: Yeah, thank you very much.
1: So, you know, I, I would love for our listeners to hear more a little bit about your service. So I'm going to start with you, Craig. Can you tell me about your service in the military?
3: Okay, so my background is I served uh, just under 23 years in the Army, uh, retired in 2014 and took the position to establish a County Department of Veterans Affairs in Marquette County in February 2015.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So, you know, I think I'm under the understanding, like, you were the first director or the first person in Marquette County to do that, right?
3: That's right. And it came from the hard work and legwork of veteran advocates within the county, where we were one of very few counties in the state. That did not have a program and we were lucky uh, that we had a strong millage vote and we also used a considerable amount of grant money through Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency to establish our department in 2015.
1: Wow that's amazing so you know 2015 that's six years ago Um, what has it been like being the the trendsetter and Marquette really um, serving veterans?
3: Well, it's been an honor and I've had a great opportunity to work with some great people. Rachel, of course. We're both accredited uh, VSOs uh, through Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency and National Association of County Veteran Service Officers. Uh, Our committee uh, is made up of five uh, veterans that have long-standing uh, veteran advocacy uh, within Marquette County, and it was, for me, a very natural transition uh, after I retired from the Army to come into this role. Uh, Established the department, develop the pro- department, and I didn't do it alone. I did it with the help of a lot of people like Rachel and uh, some very dedicated committee members.
1: Well, that's great. I'm going to um, speak with you in a second, Rachel, but I do want to ask, um, so you're in Marquette County, which is in the Upper Peninsula, for those who may not know, um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. You hear a lot of times about some of the um, underserved areas, and I often hear that the Upper Peninsula is one of those areas. So, what kind of unique things have you done in Marquette? Maybe that, and maybe they're not unique because you just do them, but you know, what kind of things have you done in in the um, Upper Peninsula to really kind of elevate service to veterans?
3: Well, one of the most significant uh, things that we did, actually, again, through uh, MVA Grant, was establish a veteran transportation program within our county. So we've always run the transport for veterans from Marquette County down to the Oscar G. Johnson VA Regional Hospital, but we were never able to do a door-to-door service uh, for our veterans that uh, allows us to pick up the veteran at his or her home, transport them to our VA community-based outpatient clinic or approved community care provider, wait for the veteran, bring the veteran back to their home, and then secure our vehicle in our uh, storage facility. So um, that is probably one of our most significant uh, accomplishments. And what we're working on now and we're about to unleash is we believe the first ever uh, Android and Apple veteran's phone app and uh, this is going to be serving as a direct communication link to the 6,200 veterans we have in the county. We'll be identifying all veteran-related events, health-related events uh, that are upcoming. We'll have all the information for service providers and we'll be doing both local, state, and federal news as it relates to veterans. And again, uh, yeah, hey, we're beating this drum. Uh, This phone app was fully funded by Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency and again we believe that this is the first veterans uh, phone app uh, of this nature to be released uh, in the state of Michigan. We're doing our final beta testing uh, this week, and we hope to bring it to market uh, no later than the 1st of October. So those are two things just off the top of my head that I think that we've done a really nice job. And it's been a very collaborative effort uh, between uh, many, many people, but uh, I think we're heading in the right direction here in Marquette County.
1: Well, it sounds like you have definitely been innovating. And it's, it's you know, for those who are out there listening, maybe you're even a county director. These are definitely ways you could use that those County veteran Service Fund grant dollars to reach more veterans. And, and I would just ask, how, how busy are you with the transport right now?
3: So we run our transportation services uh, from Marquette County down to the Oscar G. Johnson VA Medical Center five days a week. And right now we're averaging um, about uh, seven veterans a week on our local transportation run.
1: Wow, wow! So that's amazing. So you know, I want to kind of turn over, uh, turn it over to Rachel for a moment. So you are a spouse of a veteran, is that right? Yes, I am. And, yep. s- and so, which
0: branch did your spouse serve in? Um, he was in the Air Force, and we he, we were married. Uh, well, he w- he was already in for about two years, and then. We got hitched and headed over to the Azores and lived in a little island for a few years. And then 9-11 happened and our whole world got turned upside down, but he eventually got out and uh, was disabled when he was in. Fought, fought, fought for him before I even knew what a veteran service officer was to get him a rating, and this was years later. And then I saw this position open with the county as a veteran service officer. And I'm like, what? You can do that? You can help veterans? So I jumped on board in 2017 and i love it i helping veterans every day and whatever it is with va claims health care transportation it's, it's great i love it you know i think that's
1: really important that you, that we take our experiences and we utilize them i mean I, I i think about where i was in 2005 falling from a deuce and a half truck and mm-hmm. you know being in a wheelchair and being told i never walk again and having to fight my own claim myself yep. um and that was struck it's a struggle right you can understand that uh, when a veteran is dealing with their worst time that they don't want to have to fight yep or even want to have to read a lot of paperwork yes that's <laughs> what we do yeah so I I appreciate what you're doing in the UP to serve our veterans now um, can you uh, can you talk about maybe uh, one of the things that we we are really trying to explore is how we can serve more uh, Unique veterans, I would say. So, you know, more women veterans or those veterans who are not identifying. How do
0: you see that as a challenge? Yeah, I, I do. I, you know, I think about the veterans that come in, and our, I feel like our women veterans, our female veterans, are very hesitant to come in. Um, but when they do, Craig and I, of course, we work together as a team, and you know, just getting that word out that we're here. It doesn't matter, come in, be honest. And it, it is is—it is a struggle, but but we're here, just.
3: Yeah, and I'll just jump in. And obviously the female veterans are our largest uh, segment of, of, of growing uh, percentage-wise uh, within the state of Michigan and obviously uh, nationally. And we've also uh, done uh, some really nice connections with um, our representatives within VA healthcare. So every time that we are either hosting or participating in a veteran outreach event, I think the Oscar G. Johnson does a really nice job with regard to specialty female services that they provide for female veterans. And ultimately, as it becomes a little little bit more natural, uh, for female veterans to come in and seek services, then uh, I think everybody's going to be more comfortable with it. And I think the, uh, the benefits are, are going to be uh, really strong for our female veterans in the, in the future, for sure.
1: Well, and I definitely think that you all again are on the cutting edge of recognizing that that is an underserved population and reaching out to them. So, you know, when we come back from the commercial break, we're going to talk a little bit about outreach and what that what that means for Marquette County. But also, we want to dive in and talk about the UP Veteran of the Year, which you know I was so excited to to have the privilege of um, speaking at that event this year. So, um, just stick around. We'll be right back on the veteran's perspective. Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. We've been speaking with Craig and Rachel from Marquette County, and we've been talking about some of the ways they've been innovating in their service provision here in the UP. While we are on location at the UP State Fair, so one of the uh, things I would love to discuss is um, how you are how you are approaching outreach. And the reason I you know I, I'm bringing this topic up is because for me I think it's important that. Um, that we, don't, we not only have a location where veterans can go, but that we're actually reaching out to them to educate them that we actually are there. So I would love to hear more about what you're doing in Marquette County to actually reach and engage veterans who may not know that you even exist or that there are services they can take advantage of.
3: Yeah, so a, a, a quick example will be our upcoming 30th anniversary for Desert Storm veterans. We'll be hosting an outreach event on the campus of Northern Michigan University. And the event will take place on September 18th uh, from noon to 6. And our objective is not only to bring our Desert Storm veterans together for them to reestablish bonds and have camaraderie, but we will be conducting uh, veteran outreach. We'll have the vet center uh, from Escanaba up with uh, trained clinicians uh, that can either work with the veterans uh, in a private location or establish future appointments. Uh, veterans Health Administration, healthcare representatives will be there uh, talking about uh, Gulf War syndrome, Gulf War illness, burn pits. So we don't look at it as, hey, it's just a a reunion which we should recognize and we should honor those Gulf War uh, Desert Storm veterans but we try to combine it to say okay we're gonna do this event but we want to have the service providers available uh, to meet and talk with the veterans and their spouses
1: that's great are there other ways that you may be reaching veterans or even you know on the veteran service officer level to let them know that you know you guys are available and open for business
3: well What we do is an annual advertising campaign as well. So um, we do free radio with local uh, radio shows. We do paid radio. We do paid uh, print. And we do paid uh, television as well. Uh, We actually have an upcoming uh, free television with uh, Channel 13, WNMU, Uh, uh, media meet and we will be discussing the impact, uh, as a matter of fact I just kind of worked the agenda last night, the impact of the recent developments uh, in Afghanistan on our local veterans. We'll be talking about uh, the the phone app and the ability to communicate with veterans to identify that those opportunities uh, for uh, service uh, exist. And uh, two other topics that uh, will be relevant to how we can better provide services to uh, veterans in the UP. And of course, you know, we're a very rural area. So we have those challenges that we have to overcome. We talked a little bit about the challenges for female veterans. But in our case, rural veterans have their own challenges. And, you know, Marquette County is larger than the state of Rhode Island.
1: Wow.
3: So when you start to think about transportation as a barrier, that is a significant issue. And we've kind of addressed that. And I've done our best to address that. But certainly uh, we need to always continue to be innovative. we got to think ahead and we got to look at opportunities to make connections with those veterans.
1: I think that is so, so important. And, I, you know, I, I think that's a... Uh, a great segue into talking about why we're here today. So, you know, this, this UP State Fair, I don't know much about uh, the history of it. And I'm not sure how much history you know about it. But I'd love to talk a little bit about how you became involved with the UP State Fair and the Veteran of the Year.
3: So our involvement is that this year's recipient, uh, Bill Hager, is a Marquette County resident. Uh, Bill lives in National Mine, very tiny little community outside of Ishpeming. Bill had two tours in Vietnam and served 16 years in the Michigan Army National Guard under the AGR program. And since he retired, he's continued to serve. He's continued to help veterans. He's been continued to advocate on behalf on behalf of veterans. And at the end of the day, his selection as the UP Veteran of the Year was very special to Rachel and I. We have a very professional relationship uh, with Bill, but as you know, when we start working with these veterans, some of these relationships become personal relationships. And, uh, that certainly is the case for Bill. And we were honored to be here today.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and just hearing the words that you spoke during the the fair and just really hearing the impact that he has made. I mean, just truly, I think what stuck with me the most was the story that you talked about at the car wash and about how he was, you know, uh, yeah, you tell the story because I I, 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 you can tell it better than I can. Yeah.
3: So, so Bill, uh, again, Vietnam veteran, um, and a few years back, he had a horrible, terrible automobile accident. And Bill wouldn't mind me saying this. Uh, Bill uh, has been diagnosed with diabetes, and that's one of the most common service-connected disabilities for our Vietnam veterans. It's not a surprise, but the diabetes uh, inhibited his ability uh, for that wound to heal and his leg was ultimately amputated and again this is early on this is probably late to or early 2016 and we were working with bill for a uh, a hisa grant uh in order to get his bathroom up to speed where he could get in and out and not have any problems and i went to track him down and finally i tracked him down and he was literally because he's such a hard charger he was still working. He was working at the car wash, and he had his bucket of soap and water and his brush, and he had his, you know, peg leg out, and he was in a in a crouching position, and he was cleaning the rims of the tires before they went into the car wash, and I just said to myself, I love this guy. You know, he didn't give up. He didn't quit. There's so many things in his life he could have just said, ah, I'm giving up, and he's, he's a fighter, and uh, unfortunately, he couldn't be with us today. He's in hospital, but at the end of the day, Rachel, and I know he's going to fight through this as well, and he's going to be back on his feet soon.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I, I wish him all the best and a swift recovery from whatever he may be dealing with. Um, and you know, what I, I would ask you, um, what what criteria or what what things, uh, I guess. I guess criteria is a word. Um, stood out of the award that made you think that he was the right fit for this UP Veteran of the Year.
3: So I was not in a position of evaluating the candidates. I was in a position of originally helping nominate him as the Marquette County Department or the Marquette County Veteran of the Year. And basically, once he received that award, the next level went to the to the UP. So. With regard to his uh, service, again, phenomenal service, U.S. Navy four years, two tours in Vietnam, and then 16 years in the Michigan Army National Guard AGR program, and he just continued to serve. He ran a PTSD group for many years through his church. He has employed veterans on his farm that had no food, no shirt, no, no, no nothing, and has brought them back. Uh, he's provided automobiles. I mean, he's given automobiles to uh, veterans that are down on their luck, and in most cases, the veterans a year later or a year and a half later said, "Hey, Bill, here's the car back. God bless you. Thank you. It made a difference." He's just that guy, and we're certainly honored to be here today.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I am so, uh, I'm so sad that I didn't get to meet him because he sounds like a wonderful advocate and. And you know, one of the things that you know it's important and I think when we talk about PTSD and we talk about, you know, we're approaching Suicide Prevention Month. And I think it's really important for people to understand that service matters and not just service in the service, but service after service. Because I, I am I am a true testament to say that, you know, it is because of service that I still get up every morning and have decided that life was better living than taking my own life. I was at I was at that place. So so to hear that he's continuing to serve even though he's, he's a Vietnam uh, veteran and he has probably dealt with PTSD on his own, to hear that that is probably what gets him up, up in the morning is, is so inspiring. So I do want to say, are there any any final words that you want to um, just kind of give a shout-out for uh, for Mr. Hager?
0: Well, of course, I wish him a speedy recovery, mm-hmm. and Bill is just... Every time he comes into our office, he's just a breath of fresh air. And I'm so happy that I was able to be here to see this today. It means a lot because Bill does so much. And for him, he didn't expect this at all. He's so humble. And for it it to be Bill, it's just amazing. So I'm just happy that I was here for it and hope to see Bill in my office very soon.
1: (laughs) Well, that is great. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Craig and Rachel, and for all that you're doing for veterans here in the UP.
3: Thank you very much. Thank
1: you. We'll be right back on The Veteran's Perspective.
2: Welcome back
0: to The Veteran's Perspective, presented by the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. Now back to your host, Director of the MVAA, Zanetta Adams.
1: Welcome back to the Veterans Perspective. I'm your host, Annetta Adams, Director of the Michigan Veterans Affairs Agency. And we've been talking about the UP Veteran of the Year. And this week we were on site at the UP Veteran uh, State Fair, actually, uh, not the UTV, not the UP Veteran State Fair, I'm sorry, the UP State Fair. And so I thought it would be fitting for us to have a conversation with our veteran service officer uh, at the MVAA who is actually stationed in the UP, Jason Zadunick. Welcome to the show, Jason.
2: Thank you, uh, Director Adams, and, and and good morning.
1: Good morning. And so, you know, we we're so honored to um, have been able to speak about Bill Hager, who was the UP Veteran of the Year for 2021, um, and we've also been speaking about some of the services and resources in Marquette County um, that veterans are, are taking advantage of, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, um, kind of, you know, what some of the challenges are in the UP serving veterans. I mean, you're a veteran service officer. And so what are some of those challenges?
2: Well, thank you for that, Director Adams. And some of the challenges that we face in the Upper Peninsula is simply the fact that the Upper Peninsula is such a large geographic area to cover. And obviously we have a finite amount of resources in order to be able to do that. So that's certainly one of the challenges that we have, uh, trying to make sure that all veterans in the Upper Peninsula receive the quality of services that we certainly strive for on a daily basis. Um, Transportation is also another issue that we have as well. Um, Certainly with transportation, sometimes veterans may have to uh, travel a little bit to attend a comp and pen exam. Uh, or a VA medical appointment and so we certainly look to ensure that those transportation needs are met as well, given the fact that especially sometimes we have some uh, weather challenges that uh, we face up here as well. Um, those are some of the things that we certainly uh, strive to to do our best to meet and, and, and are always continuing to work to improve our, our services when and where we can up here.
1: Well, that's definitely a nice way to put it. Weather challenges. It okay. snows hard <laughs> up there. But, you know, I, you know, we talk about this thing, uh, you know, VSO and veteran service officer, veteran service organization. I mean, it can mean it can be interchangeable. But can you tell our listeners a little bit about what a VSO is and what what you do?
2: Sure. And and thank you for that question. And, and, and a veteran service officer is someone we're we're people that you can go to for advice on a variety of different areas. And and a lot of the phone calls that I will field center around benefits that a veteran has earned. And and those benefits can fall into several different categories, uh, whether that's a uh, pensioned benefit, um, which the VA terms a needs-based benefit that we certainly uh, take those applications, uh, as well as compensation related, uh, benefits as well for service connected uh, conditions, whether that condition was a direct condition or something that is uh, a presumptive condition uh, that the VA has has made available, and we look to have those conversations uh, to be able to see how we can best facilitate those applications and, and how we can best Ensure the uh, outcomes of those applications to um, hopefully be successful uh, for the veteran and/or their families. Uh, you know, we also do work with uh, the families of, of veterans, and, and that may include surviving spouses. Um, that may include other family members as well, for example, for certain um, other uh, applicable burial benefits um, or even certain um, uh, situations where there's maybe something, uh, uh, for example, a VA uh, burial marker that, that needs to be replaced. Uh, we, we can work certainly with uh, those individuals to, uh, to help in that capacity. Um, also, uh, working on uh, upgraded discharges, so there's really a a wide range of services that that we can um, help those individuals with, and, and using our our uh, experience, um, we will certainly uh, guide those individuals through that process, um, and, and and we do take a lot of time to keep up with all of the law changes and all the the, the, the ever-changing landscape within the, within the VA, whether that's a process issue or whether that's a legal change as well.
1: Yeah, that's good information, Jason. And I, you know, you often hear from veterans um, about um, the fact that, yeah, I'm, you know, I might've, you know, Broke my leg and it still bothers me. While I was in the military, but I'm going to save that benefit from someone else for someone else. I mean, what do you say to those veterans?
2: Well, I I, I would say we always encourage you to simply reach out and have that conversation. We can uh, our information is always available uh, online. It's 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 published. We would encourage uh, you to uh, hop on to our agency website and visit that to. Find a veteran service officer, uh, an accredited veteran service officer within your area, or talk to friends and family members uh, on recommendations on maybe someone that they've worked with, and 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 come in and have that conversation. I will I will tell you that uh, it wasn't that long ago I worked with uh, a World War II veteran. Um, the veteran had never applied. Uh, for benefits before and we were ultimately successful in helping him uh, establish what what he he, he wanted and, and he was very grateful to go through that process successfully and and, and, and I think that was something that was um, uh, he, he, I think that individual felt good about so it, it, again it's it really never is too late and, and and it's always good to have those updated conversations as well because the law changes. Um, the VA recently made some law changes in regards to presumptive conditions for Vietnam veterans. Um, I, I, I just happened to have a, a conversation with a, a Vietnam veteran where this was an applicable scenario that they simply didn't know. And and I know as a veteran service officer, we, we, we really do our best to try to get the word out, to try to continue to get that information out there. Um, because again, that, these things do change. And, and and so again, we really encourage um, those veterans, again, whether it's our, our World War II veterans, our, our Korean era veterans, Vietnam veterans, or a veteran that's simply getting ready to uh, 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 be removed from active duty. Um, we have those conversations because this is what we do day in and day out. And, and, and whether that's a conversation that that might be something that we can work on now. Something that we can plan for in the future. Um, reach out and have those conversations. We, we that that that's that's what we're here for. We are a resource here for for those veterans and those families, uh, and and so we certainly strive to make that uh, a welcoming experience. And, and, and Director Adams, it really is never too late.
1: That, that's a great response. And I and I will say you you hit on something. You talked about um, an accredited veteran service officer. And, you know, I just want to uh, let our listeners know that's an important term because you can go search the VA.gov website um, to search for an accredited veteran service officer um, or a, an accredited attorney or representative and know that those folks have been trained. And the other thing I want to say is, is that um, that's really important. And I'm sure you can agree with me, Jason, is that you shouldn't pay to put in an initial claim, period. You should not. If someone's saying you, you pay me this amount of money and I can get you connected to your benefits, that's not right. Now, what I will say that there are laws out there with you know attorneys, for instance, they can uh, charge up to a certain percentage on a contingency basis if it's in an appeal status. But to put in an application for a claim, you should not have to pay for that. So if that's happening, you make sure you give us a call at 1-800-MISHVET. That's one 800 642 4838, because we want to make sure that we are targeting those individuals and shutting those types of operations down. When do you agree, Jason?
2: Absolutely, Director Adams. And and, and we, we do run into those situations now and again, and and, and it certainly is uh, frustrating. But I, I, I really want to emphasize the point that you made. Not everyone uh, may be internet- savvy or tech savvy. um, That's why we do have that telephone number available. So if you are indeed looking to secure one of those appointments, again, 1-800-MICHVET, one 800 mishvat make that phone call and and, and they'll get you connected with us to secure that appointment um, so we can continue to foster that, uh, that conversation.
1: Well, I, I definitely want to thank you for joining our show today and for the great resources that you've provided. And just remember that if you want to reach out to Jason or any of our veteran service officers in the state, you can give us a call at that 1-800-MICHVET, 1-800-642-4838. And again, I want to take this moment an opportunity to thank Jason for joining us today, as well as... Um, as well as uh, Rachel and Craig from the Marquette County. And I want to once again congratulate Bill Hager on being the 2021 UP Veteran of the Year and wish him well and good luck. If you are struggling, especially right now, just give uh, the crisis line a call, 1-800-273-8255, press 1, or you can give us a call at one 800 mishfet We'll see you next week on The Veterans Perspective.